This podcast is given to you by Arloka David Smith, teacher and founder of the Dharma Mind Buddhist Group. For more information, please go to dharmamind.net. So the, the talk that I'm giving is, um, is about um, the importance of silence and it is, as I've noticed, it's, it's, it seems to be all part of the, well, part of my evolution anyway, that a, a silence being um, <clears throat> the main focus, the, the main aspiration, I'd rather say, the main aspiration, <clears throat> because um, the actual pulling off of finding of, of finding of aspiring to the silence of mind stillness of mind where the mind the chattering mind <clears throat> abates fades away either completely or loses loses its loses its power where whereby it completely blinds you blinds you in the sense that it, it's so it's so active that actually most of the time you don't even know where you are you're not aware of them you're not aware of where you are you, you have no awareness basically or very very little and you're completely at its mercy and as we all know the uh, the chattering mind <clears throat> seems to have endless energy if the rest of our, if the rest of us doesn't that it, it kicks off as soon as we wake up in the morning and uh, keeps keeps us going right until hopefully it, um, it it shuts up when you go to bed so you can actually fall asleep and it's with us all the time and and it's uh, and it's and it's you know this is a very important issue that we need to be to be aware of and <clears throat> You know, to query why it's like that. I mean, you can look at it from various perspectives, and no doubt there, there could be various answers. But you know, one thing that we must be aware of that you know, when we come to the cushion, like we are here, we come to meditate, and we come, we sit down, and we uh, we are immediately confronted by the noise, as uh, Eckhart Tolle calls it. Um, we're immediately confronted by the noise, and it's like our—it's like the barrier, isn't it? Whatever our, whatever our meditation may be, whatever our aspiration may be, whatever you know. As I say, if we've got techniques which we don't, but you know, whoever you are, you come to sit on the cushion. Your first challenge um, <clears throat> is um, is being confronted by by this uh, or oh, by the noise. And it's we we uh, various techniques that you take on to actually address that and get it to to fade. But you know, it's strange how we just can't turn it off because it's it's just a mental thing. It's not physical. So there isn't any sort of physical thing that's in the way that you've got to sort of try and manipulate. It's 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 a it's a mental thing, and you don't want it. You don't want it to be there. It's not as if you're gabbling away to yourself because you want to you would actually like it just to <clears throat> shut up actually but as we all know this is uh, it doesn't happen like that does it it doesn't just it doesn't do what you want it to do and it, and it doesn't matter what it thinks about it's not like you're lost in some very important thought something that you have to 
think about and work out that's important to you. Anything will do. <clears throat> and this is this is the challenge. This is a challenge that we all have when we come to to sit. You know, how many years you've been doing this training, and to what degree um, <clears throat> it still has a hold on you or not? It's still it's still there. There's not there's not too many of us that walk around with an empty mind. <clears throat> Even people who are got very mature practices are still dealing with this phenomenon that, that just keeps going. And uh, as I say, you can look at it from various perspectives, actually, why it's like that, why you can't simply turn it off, why you have no control over it. You're not the master at all. You're completely enslaved to it. You can't do anything with it. You've really got to commit yourself to, to letting it go so that you find out what, what you need to do in order to to shut the thing up, and that's not to follow. That's not to follow. Not to identify with your thoughts, but that's something you've got to learn because we've identified with our thoughts since we were a child, and it's, as far as we're concerned, it's who we are. It's not some incidental. It's it's it's, it's what gives us our identity by and large. <clears throat> so it's not a small thing. It's actually. It's a major, it's a major feature of who we are, who we think we are. So, you know, let's say we have all these techniques and methods and what have you, and maybe spend the whole day <clears throat> possibly just working on it, and that's, that's fine if that's the way it is. In, in terms of this practice, we're not going anywhere anyway, so don't think, you know, that you have to shut your mind up. Um like it's something that you have to do before you move on to something else, like you're going somewhere trying to achieve something. Because you'll be setting yourself up, you'll be setting something up for yourself that, that basically you're very unlikely to to to, to defeat um, if, you, if you have that mind and some sort of a, almost like a competition and something that you have to do. Um, you need to be very careful what your relationship is with that, with that um, aspiration, um, and go about it in a very, very skillful way, which basically is, is learn not not to follow it, just leave it alone. So there isn't anything to do actually. Um, but of course, that's easier said than done, as we as we all know. So you can backtrack a little bit and, and think, well, what can I, you know, why is it like this? Can I what? what can I not? Can I not sort of approach it from a different angle, as it were, or help it rather, help to create an environment for myself so when I come to the cushion, I'm not so completely manically caught up with all of this stuff. Still caught up, and you will be, but it comes in degrees. It's all about degrees. This isn't a, this isn't a, an on and off switch here, a black and white thing. It, it doesn't work that. It's all about. The, the intensity, the intensity of being caught by your thoughts, and when and the intensity when it when the intensity is there, of course your emotions are involved. And the more your emotions involved, the more the more the more you're enslaved to it. You are you're never going to break. You're never you're never going to drop it. So, you know you really are caught caught there if your if your emotions kick in, whatever they may be, you know desire. <clears throat> 
practice. You start creating scenarios in your head with a lot of desire. You know, you, you're off and, <laughs> and you're... And you, you're not going to turn it off very easy, and also with anger. Any anything, anyone you can bring emotions to your thoughts, you're going to be even more, even more caught by them. You've got to let them go, and so they become more neutral, and you're not attached, and they they come and they go, and you just you don't follow them. That's, that's what it's called non-attachment. That's all. It's, it's, it's that's the beginning, the end of it. It's, it's not complicated. You don't have to make a a big a big essay on this thing. It's, it's just called attachment, and you see them, you identify with them, and you follow them. Or they come and grab you. It's all about identifying. This is me. This is who I am, and that's where you follow, and where you can't let go. Anyway, I was just just pondering this a little bit. You know, it's something that it's a subject that's actually been a very important one in in in, in our training, in, in in the teachings in this group. For, for for a lot of years actually, but um, it's um, well you know it's it's not it's not been so prominent lately. Um, when you can't say everything all the time, and, and but it's something that we did bring a lot of um, attention to and and dwelled upon is in in the, in the five pillars of transformation is is um, is restlessness. Um, and what we can do to tame restlessness, because we're all caught by it. We're all, we're all caught in, in rest. Not not so much, you know, when you come to the cushion, you can still yourself there. But you need to look at your life, because this isn't this isn't a practice that begins and ends when you sit on the cushion, and it finishes when you get off it. It isn't anything of the sort. This is this is this has got its own quality, and it's very very important. And you, you might argue that it's the most important posture, but it's a part of it's the part of the whole of who you are. The four postures that Buddhism likes to um, describe us as being: sitting, standing, walking, and lying down. <clears throat> and you you absolutely you absolutely need to take this training, your your commitment to the training, into your daily life, and not regard it as being or well, not important. It's all about coming to the cushion, all about coming to the retreats, and it's all about um, doing it when you're here. Well, this this may be a lot of the reason. If if that's the way that you are, then that's uh, that's a very good re- a very good part of the equation of why you can't still your mind, because the mind is restless and it's running and it's it's. It's wanting. It's all the time. It's chasing things. It, it's busy, 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 busy. Always looking for things to get itself caught up with. And then you look at your life, your daily life. Is your your normal everyday life, your routine? You know, are, are there parallels there? What sort of a life do you have? You know, are you busy? Are you running around all the time? Are you caught up? with things from when you get up in the morning and there's no space at all in your life as soon as you finish something you've got to go rushing on to the next thing or what actually really happens is that when you're halfway through doing something you're already halfway through doing the next thing 
very seldom do we actually start something and that's all we give our attention to and it runs its course and then we take a deep breath and then we move on to the next thing that very seldom happens that's that, that's that's good i mean that's that's where you want to go with this <clears throat> it's not like that because even when we're doing something however important it may be the mind's still going we're still chattering we're still as i say thinking about the next thing or the next thing or what i'm going to do tomorrow um uh, and, and 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 just not being with not being with what we're doing or very little it's almost like a mechanical act and if you look at your life you know and be honest with yourself how much of your life is like that and how how is it that you know we become because this 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 whole busy busyness thing this thing of of, of doing of seemingly being productive and achieving because that's what it is make no mistake about this this is a conditioning this is not natural you're not born with this it's what you learn from your baby years and slowly we take on this thing of always being in a mode of reaching out and achieving and grasping and wanting more goal orientated <clears throat> that's not natural so don't sort of say oh well that's the way no you are the way that you are because you've created that and it so happens you know we all fit a certain sort of model because of our culture this is our this is our model our model of attachment you go to other cultures it will be different they won't have the same values and the same things that they're chasing as what we do but nevertheless this is always about becoming always about about reaching out it's called attachment and that's what we do <clears throat> and the more we get caught by that you know the more blind we the more blind that we become of ourselves and, and we, we, we we can get so caught we got no you know you completely forget that you're meant to be doing some dharma training you're so caught and yet you're like that and this is this is how we are and then you come into into places like this and sit on the cushion and then and then get really upset because because you can't just become settled and wonder why and you're still as manic at least in, not physically but in, in your mind it's, it's just as manic in here is what you are when you're out there when you're in your daily life and get some notion that you think you can just come and turn this thing on and off like a tap. You won't do it. The more you feed it, the more the more power it's got. The more that it, it, it possesses you. That you don't have control over it, actually. It controls you. And somehow you have to sort of live your life in the middle of all of that. And, 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 and follow the task, fulfill the task that you're meant to be doing. But while, you're, while you engage with these things, you're not really here at all. You're not really with with the with the task that you're doing. You're only dipping in and dipping out. This is why we have we we don't have this sense of fulfilment. That life is unsatisfactory. Life is unsatisfactory is because we don't live it wholly and completely now. If you did, you would be fulfilled. You would be happy and content. With 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 your with your everyday mundane existence nothing special but the fact is we don't we don't we don't fulfill the, the things that we 
apply ourselves all to the next thing to do. We're, we're halfway there. We're already halfway on to the next thing. Uh, <clears throat> this is this is why this is why life is unsatisfactory. That's the reason. And you're responsible for that. And what you need to do is learn to to become the master, the master of your of your situation, not 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 the, not the slave, because that's what we are. The master means that you bring awareness to the situation. You don't follow the th- you don't follow your distractions, but you apply yourself to whatever it may be. And it doesn't matter what it is that you become a hundred percent with what is in front of you. That's in your that's that's something that you can master, but you have to be. And it's awareness that will do it. It's being alive and being present and saying, no, no, I'm not going to. When all these temptations come, it's exactly the same when we're on the cushion. It's no different. Your daily life is no different than being on the cushion. No different at all. It's all it all comes down to the same. And we need to look at our life <clears throat> and acknowledge that, that we are restless. We can't stop. We can't stop. And have a look at and have a look at our, what can I do about this? What can I do that I am I am so busy in my life that I I have I, I, I don't have a moment to myself. When I get up in the morning, I'm on the go until you know until the until the end of the day. I was achieving. I was going off and for, for achieving things, fulfilling things, all the time. I was going out, and I was this goal, goal-oriented. Whether it's making money, which of course is, is God, whether it's making money or whether it's whatever it is that you're doing, it's always you're on this mission, as it were, all the time. But you're not wholehearted. You're not with it. You're only partially with it because you're only you're also on another mission at the same time, and on and on <clears throat> it creates this turbulence and the habit. That we've got, we have to learn to pull on the reins, pull it back, and look at our lives, for example, and, and be honest with yourself, and see and see how you, what you have <clears throat> in your day. Can you can you simplify your life? Do you need to be caught up in chasing all the things that you chase every day? Can you not temper it? Can you not pull it back? Are there things that actually are not really that important that you can let go of and simplify? This is about simplicity. It's always simplicity. The Dharma, the Dharmic path is about simplicity. It is not about, this is not about complication and doing lots of things. It's been simple. Simple. Simplicity leads to at least to stillness and silence. And when you're in that place, then you begin to see who you are, what's going on, and change can take. That's, that's what it's there, that's how it works. You will not know yourself if you're completely caught up with your habits all the time. You, wouldn't, you, know, you, wouldn't, you can't have your cake and eat it. You can't have the, the life that you want to lead, <coughs> um, what, what, whatever it may be, <clears throat> and, and, but, but, but makes you very busy and makes you running around all the time. <clears throat> you know, and you can have a... You know, you can have a, a, a perfectly happy life, um, okay life, but then, but then, <clears throat> come to the cushion, and then just drop it all, because you have another 
another ambition or another aspiration to drop it all so you want your life you don't want to change you don't want to let anything go you don't want to discipline yourself but also you you want you want enlightenment as well to put it in stark terms it's called it's called having your cake and eat it ain't going to work it's literally impossible don't even go there. Don't even think that you can manipulate, manipulate your way. Pick and choose and just oh, keep, keep things and things you really don't want to let go of and stuff that you're caught up with. But, but also expect this practice to, 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 to bring you fulfillment. <clears throat> so that it becomes, it becomes a, 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 an exercise, a challenge for you. So you can... You can play with this thing and have it your way, basically. Have it on your terms. Because that's, that's what you're doing. So in other words, you don't want to give things up, but you want, you want what's, what's on offer. It's, it's, it's not like that. It, it doesn't work that way. And you, you, look at, you look, as I say, the way you can help yourself. Can you, can you refine your life? Can you, can you create space? Around the things that you do, and the things that you have to do, and things you like, and things you, this isn't, you know, there's no, you know, you 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 follow these things, but but can you, but can you, wholeheartedly do what whatever it may be, and not be caught up with the next thing, but 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 uh, but let it run its course, and then and then put it down, let it go, and then pick up the next thing. And, and even have a little space between the two things that you do. Can you do that? Because that's, 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 that's a very unusual experience. And, but if you're not prepared to bring stillness and simplicity to, your, to yourself, you'll never get to know yourself. You'll always be estranged from yourself. You'll always be caught up with the self notion, always be feeding it and when you do that you're as far away from who you are as, as, you, as you could imagine you can't get any further away in terms of contact so you need to, you need to look be disciplined be honest create space and if you can create a space which I always encourage you to do sometime in your day where you don't do anything. You don't achieve anything. You just sit, be quiet, in, in, in the way that you hope you, you manage to do this on the cushion. But even sitting on a cushion could be, can be something that you do as part of your daily routine. That's, that's something to do. But to actually have a, have a time where you're really doing nothing, can you do that? What does it feel like to actually be in a, in a, in a, in a mode of, of of not <coughs> of not um, not creating something for yourself. Just just do that and see what it feels like. And if there's a, so much frustration around it that for goodness sake, let's get this out of the way so I can get on with what I'm doing. You know, and actually be very comfortable with that. Sink into it and be very comfortable. Then you, then you can sit and you can ponder. You can look at yourself. You can turn yourself, or you can say hello to yourself, which might be the first time you do it during the day. Because the chances are you, 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 you're quite likely in conflict with yourself a lot of the time through all this manic stuff that's going on. B 
beating yourself up, etc., which is what we do. Find that place there and turn and say hello to yourself and be kind to yourself and be positive towards yourself. And, and, and you know, de- develop, develop that relationship which you probably not, you know, you're not familiar well you're not familiar with it, you're not familiar with it. And, and and our normal everyday life doesn't doesn't really allow us to do that actually but you could do it when you create space for yourself <clears throat> and also notice as 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 is often the case that you know you, you have things to do and you're caught up and you're in your blah 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 and you've got social life and you're doing this like every day something going on how often do you, do you get that that uh, that experience and it's something I've experienced. It's experienced a lot when you when you realise that you've got nothing to do on Thursday night, Friday night. You got no, no nothing to do, no one to see nothing, and it and it and it, and it, freaks, it freaks you out. You feel, oh my God, I've got to find something to do. I can't be sat here doing doing nothing. What? Sat there, sat there in that place, and then feeling feeling lonely. Nobody loves you. Everybody else in the world's enjoying themselves except me. Because I'm not doing anything. Nobody's ringing me up. Um, even though, you know, you've got a fairly sort of okay life. <coughs> Plenty of stuff going on. <coughs> but just the thought of doing nothing can evoke so much fear. Fear, fear, and, 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 and bring loneliness up, which is, which is at the basis of all of this. It's because when we're busy, we're avoiding ourselves. We're not going to that place, which is probably the, the most horrible place that you can go to, actually. And we can spend our life, as much as we possibly can, avoiding that place. Of just being with yourself. And that's why we, this is why we, this is why we fill our life up so much and keep ourselves going and, and, and avoid and be completely freaked when, when we actually do have a... when it's almost like it's thrust upon us when, 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 we, when we've got nothing to do and we're, we're on our own and we feel, we feel lonely. But if you're a Dharma practitioner... <coughs> if you're a Dharma practitioner, that's actually a, pl- a place to, to embrace... Because you're getting to see what's the nub of the issue, what's the basis of it all. That we live in this mode of fear, that we're, that we're separate from life. We're on our own, we're lonely. It's, it's, an ex- it's the existential reality of the human condition. And so life and, and everything in life is always encouraging us to, to keep on the move. Don't waste your time. <laughs> Do something. But but for us, that's where we that's where we want to be. However horrible it may be, but it's a very good test for yourself because this is about the loneliness and the separation. That's the dukkha that we need to settle. And if we settle that, if we if we can actually f- find a way of getting to the bottom of that and burning it and burning it off, then you're free. Nothing will touch you. Then you're free. It doesn't matter whether you're doing something or not doing something. You will never be. You'll never have that 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 sense of that sense of 
of loss and separation. And I think that's what we'd all like very much, actually, if the truth be known. But there's a price to pay. There's a commitment to be made. It's not just going to happen. And we need to slow the whole show down. We need to slow it all down. Slow it down, slow it down, slow it down, slow it down. And slowing down means to let go. To become, begin to let things go that you all the time. Never stop grasping. And like I say, you know, we, 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 we look at these things on the cushion, but I wonder how much we actually look at look look in the rest of our life and just take it for granted it's like this. And we just thought, this is the way I am. Well, you are the way you are because you've created that. Ne- you, you, must, you must own everything within yourself. Ne- never farm it out on other people. You have to take responsibility for every thought, word and deed that you, that you have. And never blame other people. And when you can do that, then you can change. You will never change what you, what you dump on others can't happen and you will never change others either but you can change yourself but it takes that honesty and that commitment and you know this this practice this, this commitment is is is, a, is is about giving up it's surrender it's 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 renunciation you know we like to to think of monks as being renunciants that's one of their descriptions they're renunciants they've given up the world on a very obvious physical level, that they've left their their normal worldly life and they've gone to the monastery, um, put on clothes and taken vows and stuff, and they're not caught up in the world um, like everybody else is. These are renunciants, and that sets them apart. But, you know, even people do that doesn't necessarily mean that, that they are actually renouncing. On a physical level, they're doing it. But that's only that's only a, a skillful means. That's only something to help you. Just because because you leave the world and, and put robes on and shave your head, doesn't make you special. Doesn't make you a wise man or a woman. It doesn't make you. It doesn't even make you renunciant because you could be just as attached living that life, so caught up with yourself, the self identity, and build a life for yourself in that environment. That actually has it's no different than being out here. This is because it doesn't have material um, um, benefit, and you don't fill your pockets with money and cameras and radios and stuff like that. Uh, it doesn't mean to say that you're not gathering and, and grasping and holding and uh, building a little world for yourself. But it, it is a skillful, and it's a, it's a very it's a big step, and something that most of us c- couldn't couldn't even do that. But it's not the end of the it's not the end of the end of the journey. It's a skillful means uh, which is there for you to, to use in a skillful way, or you can abuse it if you wish. And they always say they always say something that, that was said to me when I was a monk. When you become a monk, you you either you either go two places when you become a monk when you die. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. So you either use it or you or you you abuse it or you take advantage of it. So that physical level, which as I say, can be very a very a great 
help, a, a skillful means it's not the end of the story. Renunciation means about giving up what you're holding on to. And this thing about the homeless life, not the homeless, um, what, what is it? Um, owning your own home, home, get, giving all that up, which is somehow just for these people. We're, we're, we're in the same, we're, we're in exactly the same. If you're committed to this, if you're committed to this practice, <coughs> renunciation applies to you in exactly the same way. Just because you've got some physical comforts um, doesn't, be, doesn't stop you being a renunciant. And what you're giving up is what you're attached to. That's what renunciation is. We have to learn that as we go along. And, and we can identify our attachments by the fact that we can't find stillness. We can't find it. Because when you, when you find stillness, you've renounced. You are, a, you are a true renunciant. You've given up everything. When, when, you, when you find stillness and you're still and it's a genuine, a genuine silent, open emptiness expansiveness there, there's the true renunciant I don't care what you wear on the outside that's, that's it you're in the place you're in the place of change transformation where, 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 where you can change forever not move the furniture around which we can all do at any time but actually get rid of the furniture <clears throat> so, so you, you truly when, when you do that you truly find who you are that part of you that isn't lost and lonely <coughs> has no fear, no desire, no aversion. <coughs> That's there you've renounced what the word actually means. <coughs> so don't feel inferior with people. By all means, you know, respect respect that, that lifestyle because it's it's not easy. Believe me, it's not an easy lifestyle. You respect it, but don't think that they're somehow got something that you don't have, actually, because it's not true. But you've got to... To, to, to become a renunciant takes discipline, takes sacrifice. Of course it does. You're giving something up that's precious to you, that you're attached to, that identifies you, who you are. This is why it's so difficult. But... <coughs> If you want to find that place of silence, which you have to find if you want change, genuine, authentic, dharmic change, where the, that, that environment where the dharma exists, as it were, is there waiting for you. That when you clear the clutter away, it will rise up, see and know what's going on, and change you forever. And if you want that place, it means, it means you, you've got to give up, you've got to be a renunciant. And the way that you renounce in, 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 in the world is you, you look at your life and you see all the attachments you've got and how busy you are and you, you've got no space and no, no stillness in your life. And it requires you, it requires you to bring discipline to your life. Say no. The magical word, no. The easiest word in the world to use is yes. And the most difficult word to use is No. And that's what you need to get very familiar with in your life. No. No, no, no. Not doing that. Uh, yes, yes. This is what I'm used to. No, no, I'm not doing that anymore. 
and bring, and bring no into your mind. That's not about rejecting life and turning it into a negative. <clears throat> Absolutely not. In fact, it has the opposite effect as it happens. But when you're saying no, you're saying no to your habits. And, and, the, and the blinding and the blindingness that comes through from your habits where you never get to see, you get, never get to know yourself and you will never change. Dharmically, you won't change at all. And so it's very important to look at your life, never mind the cushion business, which we're happy to do about, we can all sit and talk about our meditation, and oh, it's like this, it's like that. We could write a book about our meditation and what it's like to, to, to try and pull it off <clears throat> on all of its features. We could all do that. Well, have that focus there on your life. Because that's equally as important as the focus on your cushion. Because they are not two. Not one here, one here. They are one. And they need to integrate. You need to pull them together. Because when you're fulfilling one, you're fulfilling the other. Because there's only one. And that can be a very big leap for so many of us. Because we invest so much in the meditation. But we need to invest that commitment to meditation to, to, to our life and see and, and create space in our life. See what you're doing to yourself. See, look. When, 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 you're, when you're engaged with the task, stay with the task. Be with it. Whatever it may, it doesn't matter what it is. Drinking a cup of tea, sitting on the toilet, never mind anything that's sort of what you regard as important in your life. It doesn't matter. No consequence whatsoever is to just be there with it. And when you're there and, and, you're, and you're being with it, the, that mind will be there all the time, tempting you, pulling you away all the time. Same as not when you're on the cushion. They're coming to throw little things at you. Come follow me, come follow me, come follow me. And when you do that, you don't know, you don't know where you are, you don't know what you're doing. So you're lost in the world, and you're caught up with it, and you buy into it, and you create karma. That's what karma's created. If you sit still there, quietly, and just be with what you're doing, you're not creating any karma. The law of karma doesn't apply to you. You're not creating anything. You, you're, you're free of the world. You're, you're free of all of this stuff that we're caught by. Even if it's for a few moments, you're free. There you are, you're tasting, you're tasting freedom, liberation. You're, you're there. You're there. And realise that here, here it is. It's not over there somewhere or on another planet or whatever. Here, you're tasting it. But it takes discipline and it takes commitment <clears throat> so that you bring that you bring that to your daily life. You learn to say, you can see, you watch yourself. Just watch yourself. And see how you, how you, how you just, you're running, all, you're running around all the time. And ask yourself, well, do I really need to do this? Can I not refine it? Can I not modify it? Can I not just row back? Is it so damned important? Can I not let it go? Can I not give it up completely? And then rather than put something else in its place, because that's what the temptation is to do, because you get frightened when you've got nothing to do. 
you get fear comes up. <gasps> You've got to... There for us practitioners, that's the place where we need to park ourselves. To be in that place of, of feeling insecure, feeling lonely, feeling threatened as it were because you've got no defense your defense is you, you you defend yourself by being busy you're showing yourself up all the time when you let that go you become vulnerable that's the word i was looking you you feel vulnerable <sighs> put something in its place no, learn to stay there learn to rise to the to the challenge of it because when you do you're honing something all the time you're turning the ship around you're you're turning you're turning yourself around from the habits that you've had forever. You're turning, you're becoming familiar, you're learning and you're, you're, you're polishing, you're, there's something there, that's, you're beginning to knock the edge off of things. And whilst it's not, you know, you're not going to get an obvious sort of instant reward for this commitment, you've got to trust it and go with it and not expect anything in return. Because if you do, you're going to be in trouble, I'm telling you that. You should never want anything from this. You will get stuff from this train, absolutely, but it may not be what you think and what you want. Because it's never done on your terms. You have to trust it and go with it and let it, and let it unfold itself and let the Dharma come and shed, shed the attachments that, 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 you, that you have. But you need to you need to take that that well, principle, if that's what you want to call it, into, into all of your life. This restlessness thing, this busyness, and and begin to begin to say no, create space, do one thing at a time, so you're you're cool and you're not agitated because you're already winding yourself up for the next thing. Be cool and be with it, and and, and 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 see it through, whatever it may be. And when it's finished, then you move. Up. If you've got to go on to something else, then go on to something else. But that 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 will take that will take awareness. That will take commitment, because this monkey, this monkey in your head, is already kicking on to the next thing. Is always wanting you to be agitated. Doesn't want to bring you peace. It wants it wants you it wants you it wants you. Like a plaything, that the whole time, all the time, and we buy into it and we feed it all the time, and we do it. You just got to say, say, say no, say no to the monkey. And the monkey is, is a bundle of habits. It does what it's, it does. What it does It's not. Don't take it personally. There isn't anything. This isn't the devil or anything, as a lot of people might try to say that it is. There's nothing coming from the outside to possess you. We don't do stuff like that. Your devil is the devil that you create yourself, and that's and, and even that you don't take personally, because it's not something separate from you that's trying to get you. We absolutely see it in those terms, and then we get conflict, and then we fight it. We hate it, but all you're doing is hating and having conflict with yourself. You've got to see that actually is ultimately your friend, actually. And begin to treat it with a, with a with a with a bit of kindness, a bit of consideration, but don't follow it. Say no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Because it needs to be fed all the time. And if you stop feeding it, it will fade away. It will become less of what it was. So you can begin to see through it. It comes. It's something there. It's a habit. 
but you see through ah oh, right no no I don't do that anymore. Leave it alone. Don't fight it. But don't but don't buy into it. That's the Dharma. We don't fight. We leave things alone, but that takes everything in you to be able to pull that off. This is not passive. This is incredibly dynamic and, and requires all of you, actually, all of you all of the time, to do nothing. That's the paradox. And that's what defeats almost everybody. It defeats it defeats most Buddhists actually. Because they think there's something to do, somewhere to go, something to achieve. A lot of people in Buddhism are caught by that. But ultimately you're letting go. You're rena- you're renouncing. You're just leaving things alone. You're not you're not chasing, you're not following your habits. You're letting and when you let them go, they will fade. And if you don't fall into the temptation of putting something in its place, but, but trust that space, trust the void if that's what it if that's how you see it. Trust it. Something will fill that space. And that's who you really are. Trust it. Give it space. Let it come into your life. Let it carry you in your life. Don't fight it. Allow it to pick you up and carry you. Because if nothing else, it knows what's going on. And it will always lead you in a very, very skillful way. And the more you interfere with it, the more you want to possess it and control it, well, you'll lose it, actually. It's just because it's just an, you turn it into an ego trip. That's the challenge of what, of, what, of, what, of, what, of what this is about, certainly with our type of training. This is what we need to clock, see? And that's going completely against everything that you've come to know and understand of yourself and life. It's complete, it's, as, as the Buddhist said, it's like being taken by a stream and turning around and, and swimming against the stream. That's a perfect description, perfect analogy. And the moment you stop swimming against the current, the current will start taking you back in, in, its, in, its, in its predictable flow. You have to keep that in place all the time, as much as you can. And when we do this, and, and so much of this, that I've, well, I've not talked about meditation, really. I've just been talking, this is your daily life. And you, you bring that, that, that is, you know, you can, uh, you know, I've bundled all up as, call it restlessness, because that's what it is. We're agitated, we can't be still. By the greatest act, in the, act of will, we still can't be still. But the more we try, the worse we make it. And you'll make yourself imbalanced if you're going to, try to force these things because you're never going to win it's looking at that and acknowledging this is this is the nub of the issue this this thing here that i am so caught by and i've i've got to, i've got to stand back and, and open up to the whole of my life and look at everything and, ev- and my relationship with everything and everyone and how 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 all the time and most of the time you're not even aware you're always in a mode that is all about attaching, grasping, all the time. With people, in situ- we don't worry about material things, that's obvious. That's child stuff. We all know about attaching to material things. That's, that's like, you know, for children. It's 
the more subtle attachments that we got. And that's what we need to focus on. <clears throat> and as I say, it requires that that incredible honesty. If you really want to do this, if you really want to make maximum use of this opportunity to practice the Dharma in the human form that could finish at any time, this thing could be taken away from you. And you never know, and nobody could ever know when, when you have the opportunity again. That's just a lottery. If you really want to make maximum, take maximum advantage of this, of this, of this gift, this opportunity to get to the heart of suffering and what it's all about, you need to embrace the whole of life and everything you do, your relationship with everything, without exception. Watch it, know it, and see the attachment that invariably is there and learn to just back back away. Learn to create a stillness, uh, a, a, a still environment in your life, a peaceful environment in your life. Not just when you're on the cushion, but in your life, when you're at home, you know, the environment in your home is very important. If you've got a chaotic home that you live in, that you have no respect for, that you just, it doesn't even come on your radar, that affects your mind. Your mind and your environment are not two. You think you're aloof, you're something separate and different. You are not. We are all affected by what's around us. All the people in our lives, the environment that we're in, that has an impact on us. And if you want to do this business, you've got to be alive to that. And, and you know, one of the major things with all that is, is to have respect. Respect, not use things and just take things for granted and people for granted and things for granted and just sort of kick your way through because you want something or other. But but to have respect for everything. And if you have respect for everything, you will treat things with kindness and you will look after things. And you think, oh, he's not, this is not separate, you know? To look after your environment, show it respect and gratitude because that has an effect on you. That is not separate from what you pull together on the cushion. You know, it's all about stilling, it's all about stilling this, this thing that wants to be in control all the time and letting it go, letting it go and finding that place of stillness that, that's not cluttered, that's full of respect, full of warmth and love for everything, actually, even glasses of water, not just people. That bit we can get our heads around, but can we get our heads around having that same sort of spirit with, with a pair of socks or a table or a shoe. We don't, don't even... But we use these things, you know, we use all these things for our convenience. In our, are, we, are we grateful for that? Or do we just don't even think, ah, phew, abuse it, kick it in the corner when we finish it with it, throw it like tools, never clean them, just throw them around. Do you think all of that and what and your relationship who you are and what you are, do you think they're two? It's all out there and it doesn't matter. Well, you're wrong, it does actually. Because what's going on and how you see it in your relationship with out there 
is a reflection of what goes on in here. And you need to work all the time, refining. All the time. So slowly, slowly, you, you let go of the clutter, you let go of the, of the confusion, of the, of the conflict, the tension the, that we have with ourselves. We have conflict with ourselves because we want to be something other than who we are. And it's just this battle that goes on all the time. Well, you have a battle. You're never going to know stillness. It ain't going to happen. So you need to work across the board, everything. And don't see anything outside of it. Nothing is outside of this practice. Nothing. And embrace everything and see that. And see that when you do that, things begin to just lose their edge, begins to calm down. You know, you can feel it. Your relationship with the world is so different than what it used to be that you just, you live it and and life comes and goes and it is the way that it is and you just go, and there's all this conflict and turmoil that goes on. You let all of that go and slowly you become more and more settled. And, and, And then when you come to the cushion... You're already halfway there, aren't you? You come to the cushion, and, and the cushion is very important. Your meditation is so important because you're in a you're in a very unique, special place there, where you close everything down, and you <coughs> then you cut through. It gives you the opportunity to cut through, cut through who you are and your ignorance and non-understanding of why you are the way you are, and your suffering and your dukkha and everything because there's something there that's waiting just to but you've got to give it you've got to give it the environment otherwise it doesn't work bring that environment nurture it on all levels in all situations and then when you come to the cushion you're already you're already halfway I don't say halfway or whatever but you know you're already in that settled settled place so that you can let go of this fellow, the noise. You can let go of the noise and begin to settle and begin to liberate that part of you that's just that's aching, aching to break through and, and just let you know what the hell you're doing to yourself. Look what you're doing to yourself. And when you see that, then you'll let it go. But you've got to have the environment. And that's, that's, you know, that, that embraces everything. And I think it's really important that we need to look at this, this, this phenomenon called restlessness. And I, I'm, I, it's always defeated my, my teachers. I've never heard teacher ever talk about restlessness. I mean, I'm sure they have. I've never heard it. And yet to me, it's like, it's number one, for goodness sake. If you want to see to, to the bottom of a pool, the, the surface has got to be still. If the surface is a little bit agitated, you will never see you stand and look at that pool for the, all of your life. You will never see to the bottom of that pool. That agitation, it only takes a little bit. Just go like that with a pool and look. And you, you, don't, you don't see any, you don't, you don't penetrate it at all. And yet when it becomes still, you see when the agitation, when the restlessness abates, then you see. 
But that restlessness applies to... It's, it's something that we create across our life. We create it across our life. And we can't expect it just to stop when we, when we decide we want it to stop. When we come to... The, it's too powerful. There's too much energy. There's too much karma. There's, the forces are beyond, beyond our ability to control. They will always win. So we need to uh, approach them in a skillful way, and and they can they can they can all they can all transform. Absolutely, they can. It's not impossible, but it's not easy, and it takes that commitment. So you know, we used to talk about restlessness a lot, and um, I I think I think it's something that we should all, all revisit very very regularly which requires a huge degree of honesty and it challenges your commitment and whether you're just compromising with this or not. So I'll offer that today for you.